Last week, the Supreme Court shot down President Biden's bill to forgive student loan debt. And while they are ruling on the constitutional ability to pass the bill, since it was essentially going past Congress, I don't want to focus on that, nor do I want to focus on what people would deem fair or unfair with this bill. In this episode, what I want to do is I want to talk about the financial reasons you should actually not want a bill like this to pass. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. Now, backstory is the president was looking to pass a bill essentially in which they're going to give people with student loan debt ten dollars or $20,000 to forgive student loan debt. And I say that you should not want that money for financial reasons. This can be an alternative thought, so you must be thinking, why would I not want that money just dropped into my lap? That is free money. They're just giving it to me. Well, here's what you have to know. There is no such thing as free money. Anytime, and I repeat, anytime, an institution or a business, like a bank, credit card, company, and then, yes, the government is also a form of a business or an institution, anytime they are giving money to somebody, that is a form of credit. And here's the thing with credit. You always have to pay it back with interest, barring some promotional offer for a period of time that a credit card company might offer or something like that. You borrow from the bank or credit cards, That interest comes in the form of a rate. Sure, we'll give you $5,000 or whatever the number is. That's your credit limit that you can borrow from us. But you have to pay that back, plus interest for any statements you had a balance on what you borrowed. Now, people understand that. They understand that concept of paying interest on lines of credit or credit cards that a bank may give you. But in reality... It is the same exact thing with the government. The difference is the government does things in a more sneaky way on how they collect their interest. Remember, the government is a business just like anything else. It has expenses, and how it collects its income is through taxes, which pays for its expenses. So anytime the government is giving money, that is actually a form of credit. And the interest comes in the form of taxes and inflation. Now, I did an episode similar to this regarding stimulus money that was handed out a couple of years ago, and it's the same exact concept. Good debt versus bad debt. Good debt, reminder, continually puts money into your pocket. Like a real estate deal, whatever it is, you have residents paying down your debt and you're making money from it. Bad debt, on the other hand, takes money out of your pocket. So you may be thinking, oh, but it doesn't take money out of my pocket. It's just giving me ten dollars or $20,000. Sure, it's a short-term gratification for a long-term pain. 
and you're not even controlling the interest on this one. You can choose the banks you go to and the credit card companies you go to and see the interest rates that they're going to charge you. This one, you don't really know what's going to happen because, well, let's just say we shouldn't trust the government with money considering it's like $31 trillion in debt. So if a $480 billion bill like this gets passed, or whatever the cost was of that bill, I'm pretty sure it was that $480 billion number, but you would be paying that back through taxes and inflation. And I mean, let's look at where we are at with inflation right now. How's the price of groceries, rent, or real estate, building materials, and other goods and services now compared to just two or three years ago? It has drastically increased, or technically the value of the dollar has decreased. Now, is all of that from stimulus money that was handed out, the billions of dollars of that, a couple years ago? No, not at all. There's other reasons. But if money is going to be given from the government, remember that that is an expense, and they need more income to pay back that expense. Yes, they say they would want to tax the wealthy to pay other people's college. It would come from the 1%, the top 1%. It wouldn't go on the poor. First, that's inaccurate because inflation hurts the poor class the most and a bill like this would cause inflation, more inflation. Second, you can't tax the top 1% or whatever you want to call it because their money is what is called illiquid and it's tied up in assets. It's not technically brought to the market. Now, when it gets liquidated... Then they tax the the government taxes the crap out of it, like they did with Elon Musk. I think he paid like eleven billion dollars in taxes, whatever it was that one year when he liquidate liquidated some of his stocks. Uh, but many of them have wealth tied up inside of assets, so it can't be taxed. For example, if you have money inside of your home mortgage, then you're not being taxed on the price of your house or whatever it is. Yes, you pay property taxes but not like income taxes. It's the same thing for the wealthy. If they own a lot of real estate, it's the same concept. We'll have an episode going into more detail on that later, but that's the second thing. You can't just tax the one top 1% like that. If you tax their business, then they just put that on payroll taxes or they just increase the cost of what the their good is that they sell, and that just goes to the consumer. So they're going to find a way to keep their margins one way or another. But then the third issue with this and saying you're going to tax the top percent. So the people who really would eat the most in taxes would actually probably be high earning professionals like doctors and lawyers because those are the easiest people to tax. It's high income earners paid through a paycheck, so to speak. And they say that 65 to 70 percent of the student student loan debt is from higher forms of education like law school, med school, PhDs, things like that. So these are the people who would be getting some of the money, but they would be really getting hammered because they'd be taxed for taking that money uh, as student loan forgiveness. So just let me summarize it this way, because I know I said a lot there. If the government said that they were going to give you $10,000 now, but the cost of living and taxes paid would go up 10% each of the next five years, would you take that offer? No. The extra cost and interest, so to speak, paid out through inflation and taxes would be much more than the original loan that you got in the first place. And in reality, we can give the analogy of saying, hey, if we could go back to 2020, obviously COVID hit, 
But, you know, we were handing out this stimulus money. And maybe jobs shouldn't have shut down or businesses shouldn't have been forced to shut down, things like that. That's an issue for another time in another episode. But let's just say that that stimulus money wouldn't have been handed out and the prices of goods and groceries would have stayed where they are or where they were at then, you probably would have not wanted that stimulus money, that 1000 2000 whatever was handed out to you, if the cost of living went up by $5,000 that year. The math doesn't work out to make that a beneficial deal for you, the consumer. But it's a good way for politicians to try and earn votes because it sounds good. It's something that's easy to run on. It looks like you're doing something, but people don't look at the cost-benefit analysis of something like that. Please remember, there is no such thing as free money. Any money that drops into your pockets, whether it's a bank, a credit card, or the government, is going to be paid back with credit. That is a loan. The government just does it in a more sneaky way. Now, one thing I will say is part of the problem is high college cost or high cost of tuition. And I'll just make this quick rant here before we close out this episode. To me, the problem of high college cost goes to just the supply and demand problem. I personally think that we way too much force college onto people because we just think that that's the only path to success. And I think that's an older generation thought. And there's jobs that you definitely do have to go to college for. Being a lawyer, doctor, engineer, things like that, you got to go to college for. But there are plenty of really dumb majors out there. Sorry, I'm just being brutally, brutally honest. There's just really dumb majors out there as well that are just a waste of time and money. But many think that college is the only path to success, when in fact, there are so many alternative routes to success than college, whether it's vocational school or trade school, like being an electrician or maybe an auto mechanic or beauty school, whatever it is. There's starting a business with labor. Like you can be 18 and you can have a lawn care business. You can have a painting or a power washing business. Anyone can figure those things out. Now more than ever, there are so many ways to make money. But college is so pushed on people. And then we hand out student loans to people when, to me, you should have to qualify for those maybe at least based off grades in high school or something, rather than just being able to take money for student loans and then you may not even finish college or not even want to go to college two years into it, something like that. I think there should be a better student loan qualification process. But just a little FYI for you. Student loans, collecting student loan interest, is actually one of the top forms of revenue for the government. So, yeah, they like to hand those out because it's a top form of revenue, but they don't qualify people like they should, in my opinion. But, long story short, if demand wasn't so high on college and people realized more and more that there are so many different alternatives, not to mention just looking at the return on investment from the education that they're paying for, then I'd bet you that tuition cost would go down. This episode isn't to talk about the politics of this student loan bill. This episode and this podcast is here to sharpen the money vision and look at the economics if government was to pass a bill like this or propose a bill like this and analyze it. Just remember that anytime a business or institution gives money, it is a form of credit and credit is always paid back with interest.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at Money Vision U. We look forward to catching you in the next class.